Hello, welcome to another episode of I Love Rock and Roll. I'm, I'm Chip Chantry. <laughs> and I'm Ken Cranch. I'm Chip Chantry. Wait a minute. Uh, with us behind the boards, as always, Kahuna. What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, Kahuna. What's going on, man? I am. Uh, I am both stupid excited to announce our guest and the topic. Um, and you should be a little embarrassed, I think. Like just a little for what you for what you made this gentleman do. Yeah, to, to I, I, I had no idea. Well, we'll we'll get into it. I, I didn't know it was going to be what it what it turned into. I mean, I guess I should have because I read all the reviews. But <laughs> with us today um, is a friend of mine and um, star of his own franchise, his own trilogy. We have the star of Clerks. Clerks 2 and the upcoming Clerks 3, Brian O'Halloran. What's going on? What's going on, gentlemen? Uh, thank you for having me, uh, first of all. And uh, secondly, um, yes, you owe me, well, uh, and I'm adding on an hour more uh, of my life back uh, <laughs> watching. Uh, don't get me wrong. It was, a, it was an experience. And individually, Fan of everybody in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. This, all, all together in this kind of uh, scenario. No, not so much. Huge fan of vampires and Draculas. Yes. The Dracula. I've, I've performed in three stage play productions of Dracula. I was literally in Atlantic City this past weekend dressed as Dracula for a beer festival down Atlantic City or outside of Atlantic City. So the vampire genre is no pun intended, warm on my heart. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. see it so awfully. Well, you haven't even announced the film yet. So yeah. Gonna, well, it's, it's a, like, I, I love Twilight. What is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the good news is we can give hints all day and nobody will guess the movie we're talking about. So I, I thought Never. my thought was uh, since you are uh, so since you've been in a bunch of movies and you are a big rock and roll fan, I thought it would be fun to find a rock and roll movie for us to discuss. Um, and then I stumbled on this movie, which, as you mentioned, is a Dracula movie of sorts. Um, it is absolutely a rock and roll horror movie. At least I think that's what they were going for. And um, because we're two weeks out from Halloween, I thought, what better theme than rock and roll horror movie for a movie actor? And uh, the movie that I stumbled on is the 1974 Son of Dracula, starring Harry Nilsson, who I don't know if you guys are huge fans of Harry Nilsson. I actually am. And, so am I. Yeah. And uh, Ringo Starr. It has it has a beetle in it. He is a be a beetle. The fourth not beetle was in this movie. Not only is he in it. <laughs> Ringo produced it. Yes. Ringo, yeah. Ringo was the man behind Ringo this produced it. Ringo spent, uh, I think, a good chunk of his own money to, to get this nope. movie out there. And you're probably wondering, how is a, is a 1974 horror rock musical starring a Beatle, an actual Beatle, at the height of his fame and popularity? Uh, and also, by the way, includes appearances by Peter Frampton, Leon Russell, Keith Moon, John Bonham. How is it? Oh, yeah. Bobby Look Keys. Look at, all that. Look at that. Look Bob at that band. Yeah. The countdown. Look at the, the band. Greatest band of yeah. Like, yeah. I go see that band on the road. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Keys, who we covered in our very first episode. Yeah. Their horn section was Bobby Keys and Jim Price. Not for nothing. The album and the soundtrack for this movie, fantastic. It sets oh, it's a, great. It sets a horrible precedent for the rest of the movie. There, there was, there were some. Yeah, but you're probably wondering how you never heard of this movie, and it's because someone paid a lot of money to make sure you never heard of this movie. It was. It's not. It's not a good film. I, Brian, you're 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 somewhat of an expert on film, and and you you're probably real good at uh, differentiating between good and bad films. 
A- am I yeah. right that this is not yeah. is this is not a good film? I, I I am terrible to go see a movie with because I watch it with a eye of a production of a director of a you know that kind of angle. So when I was like, oh, because I was like at first like the sets are like this is amazing. Oh, if I had access to England with these castles and buildings and look at that, just the limousine alone with the lights on the side, I was like that easily could have been an escape from New York. That thing yes. it was awesome. Yes, but the and you know the amount of effort behind the scenes that went into putting to this is like a lot. Uh, and you know what's the other reason why people haven't heard about this film is you've actually yet to tell them the title of the film we're about to talk about. Son of Dracula. Yeah. There you go. Not to be confused with the 1940s version of Son of Dracula with uh, Lon Chaney. Right. Class. This is this is Beatle Ringo Starr's interpretation of what right. Well, there there is a little bit of a nod to the Universal monster movies of the forties, right? Oh, like they, oh, they they sort of incorporate that whole universe. Um, they just do it poorly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This this was a hard movie to follow. Yeah. And, and well, first off, yeah, I, I just want to say, and I think the consensus will all agree. In the 70s, the, like you said, 1973, at the height when this movie was made, it was the height of, you know, the Beatles were just breaking up. Mm-hmm. So he was he was definitely still known. It wasn't like Ringo who? New, new phone. Who dis? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Harry Nelson had an amazing career. He did a he did the music for an animated and, and narrated an animated film called The Point. Yes. I love The Point. Yeah. Of, right. Me and My Shadow was the big song off of that. So Harry Nelson at the height. Yes. Yeah. He, he's at the height of his popularity. Right. So for this film to be the way it was, you got to realize, and this is the difference between then and now, drugs were much better back then. <laughs> much better back yes. then. And you took them for enjoyment. You didn't do it to kill pain. You didn't do it to bury your feelings. You didn't do it to prevent you from killing your spouse. You just did it for fun, man. Yes. Yeah. This the movies, you dropped some acid, you tuned in, dropped out. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think uh, that's the only thing I missed in this interpretation. <laughs> well, you know, it's, I think that it's pretty obvious behind the scenes. I said, I, I wrote in my notes, I, I was trying to guess the budget for it. And I came up with, uh, my best guess is 5 million and 4.9 million went to cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other you know, 100,000 was spent on like renting a mansion and a limo. I- I saw the storyboards for this Ringo as Merlin. That long beard was actually black. Uh, and and <laughs> that's, that's just that's just cocaine all over it. Uh, that's that's <laughs> all they just couldn't get. They just couldn't get it off. Yeah. Just, just so that people don't realize. So everybody's thinking, oh, is uh, Ringo star the, the Dracula in this one? No, no, nope. he's an advisor to Dracula. Merlin. Merlin. Yes. yes the wizard. He, he um, was easily the best character, in my opinion. So I love Merlin. I'm, I'm, gonna, in this. I'm just going to give you the overview. Spoiler alert. Uh, here's what IMDb says the summary of the whole stupid thing was. Due to, uh, due to uh, be crowned king of the netherworld by his mentor Merlin the magician, Ringo Starr, a monster convention countdown played by Harry Nelson, the son of Count Dracula, which, by the way, that opening scene with Count Dracula going after and being killed. Yeah. Where who came up with that concept of that Count Dracula? They killed no Dracula very easily. I was surprised. Very that <laughs> yeah. Dracula was just so easy to dispose of. Well, the son of Count Dracula falls in love with a beautiful but human, of course, Amber, pre- uh, portrayed by Susanna Lee, and finds himself in conflict with Baron Frankenstein, played by Freddie Jones, by the way, who's been in tons of movies, Dune and a whole bunch of other movies. Uh, the first Dune, not this new one, uh, who's vying for the same honorary title of being king of the underworld. So uh, there's your supercilious outline of a plot. Right. The yep. rest, 
Yes. Count Dracula is assassinated by a, a, a mysterious assassin. And uh, Merlin, for some reason, Dracula pals around with the wizard. And by the way, Ringo's costume in this, <laughs> if, if you were going to dress your eight-year-old son up as a wizard for Halloween, <laughs> you would dress him exactly the same. It was like a purple yeah. gown with the stars and the moons all over, yep. long white beard, and pointy wizard hat. This was his audition for when he would go on to narrate Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, I, I think it is. <laughs> it was li- it was literally like you said, like dressing up your kid. It, it felt it, Ringo's whole performance and his whole outfit and everything literally seemed like if you did a middle school production of the son of Dracula, <laughs> that's that's what a 12 year old would look like and act like as Merlin. Right. With a ridiculous beard and just, you know, no, uh, you know, no effort to put some sort of change to his vocal texture it's no. just ringo doing right. ringo ringo yeah. no dracula uh, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, i was just like what yeah look Thank over God. there in the garden an octopus yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you an evil if you octopus early if you look at the earlier posters oh my God, look at that it was like ringo star was young dracula you know a blood sucker with a beat i mean these are actual posters yeah they have so ringo he, with fans that's like a, with fangs wow. and he doesn't even oh that's amazing that you found that he that's, doesn't he's that, not even a vampire cool. in the movie Right. But I that's would see a that movie team yes. for a studio who hasn't seen the film. He's like, what do I got? It's a Dracula movie with Ringo Starr. Okay. We totally know what we're doing for the poster. Yeah. It has, not, has nothing to do with it. And, and if, if you saw that, that would be, but instead they get young hunk Harry Nilsson. Like, was, <laughs> was, was Larry Bird busy? Is that, is that what that it is? Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah, so, they call so, it the first rock and roll Dracula movie. And look, this was their actual poster too, with Frankenstein saying "bite it" and Merlin saying "bite it" and Wolfman <laughs> saying "bite it." Like the first know, and only. Yes, hit songs, and they make sure they outline the hit songs. Um. Yeah, this was. Uh, <laughs> I would have seen that movie uh, that that first poster that you just showed us, Brian. Yeah, I, right. I would look in Dracula Ringo. Yeah, I would. I would go to see that movie. That looks awesome. Sure. Yeah. Th- yeah. This was um, <laughs> tough to sit it, through. This yeah. was tough to sit through. We should say if if you're a masochist, if you're a sadomasochist, the film is available only on YouTube. Completely well, leaked, yeah. by the way. Yeah. It's like a VHS copy. Yes. It's clearly a VHS copy. It, it 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 blacks out at a couple points and just goes to it fades to like a blue screen and <laughs> it's in certain, right. In As anybody PCs. who lived during the time of VHSs and stuff, you, there are times where the tape would get crimply. And so yes. the reading of it, the magnetic reading of it wouldn't go through clear enough. So you'd get that digital wavy line from time and then just complete black and then come back to it. Like, And it was during like party scenes, too, where you're like, well, where are we now? Yes. Yeah. Speaking of which, it one of have- the scenes, there was this gathering of all the netherworld people uh, and uh, – and Countdown, played by Harry, was the, you know, the main headliner that night playing, you know, his, his songs and singing. And so I'm watching all the partygoers and I'm like, wait a minute. Were those two clan men who just walked yes. into the party? Yes. Like, yes. Literally yes. white hooded dudes walking in the party. I'm like, yeah. wait, that's yeah. not aging well. They were <laughs> they were um, they were wizards. They were just grand wizards. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I picked oh. up on that, too, in the middle of uh, the monster mash, if you will. Right. There was, was just two. Um, well, and that was jarring and hilarious when he goes to not, not I don't think that scene, but when he goes to the first like he's he's out in London or wherever and he's walking around. And the woman's like, do you want a drink? Do you want some food? And she's like, well, what do you do? And he's like, I'll tell you. And then all of a sudden he's on stage and he's like singing at the camera. That was like so jarring to me, like him just staring at me. He's like, oh, this is Harry Nilsson just being Harry Nilsson right now. Yes. Well, Wait, I the- also found that scene to be the inspiration of Adam Ant's song. You don't drink. You don't want to. What do you do? Yes. I was like. It was. It's. It's the like Kahuna said, though, it is a great soundtrack. Like the the musical scenes just to see that collection of musicians on stage was was wild. It's a music video with a plot, basically, or an attempt to have one. 
just to see John at, at asterisk. I was yeah. like, that was some video footage. I've, and I'm a huge fan. And, and just to see John Bonham play, like, I've never seen this footage. Oh, my God. Look at John go. And he was his typical crazy manic self on the drums. And yes. I did not even know that Peter Frampton was in it, to be honest with you, until yeah. I saw the credit. Like, he was in it? Not for nothing. Did anybody else get if like, watching it? Did anyone else feel like it was, like... That movie deserved to have like a grander feel in terms of its production, but like it's shot like a student film. Oh, yeah. Like it feels like something very like they just kind of were like, all right, we're going to do this next week. Let's figure out the logistics as we go. Like Francis, just- man, Francis, pick up the camera. I got an idea. Let's do it. <laughs> That's how it felt like. It felt like they were just going to have a whole week at this English mansion that they have the whole basement and wine cellar access to. And they just like, all right, what if we did that? Now, listen. Just hear me out. What if, now don't get all Yoko on me, but what if? <laughs> well, the, the backstory is interesting because apparently, um, apparently Ringo had this idea to do like a musical that had horror themes. And it was right around the time that um, Harry Nilsson's album, I want to say it was, he, he had a he had an album called Son of Schmilson. Because there was Nilsson Schmilson. Yeah, that's right. It was Sh- Nilsson yeah. Schmilson. And then the follow-up was um, uh, Son of Schmilson. And it was, it had loose horror themes throughout it. And the album cover was... Uh, was horror themed. So Harry assumed that Ringo got this idea from listening to his album, but then it turned out Ringo had never even heard, like didn't even know that the album had been released. And they both sort of had this horrible idea at the same time with with (laughs) parallel thinking. Um, Which is weird because then just a year later, Rocky Horror comes out. Yeah. Wow. That's what I was thinking too. Cause it was like, it was like they went home after the preview or whatever. And they're like, well, I guess it just can't be done. A rock and roll horror comedy film. Definitely just, we just can't do it. It's just a genre that can't. And then 12 months later, the greatest rock and roll horror uh, film comes out. Right. And just puts them to shame. They, they were on the right track. They just, they just missed the mark missed, a bit. They missed the mark by they several. Just, let, let's be honest. They just took way too many drugs. It yes. was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they were, they were kind of famous at the time. Uh, Harry Nielsen, for, for those that don't know, was, uh, was an American singer songwriter. And um, I was reading, he, he kind of bridged the gap between like the psychedelic rock of the late 60s to that like sensitive singer songwriter, uh, like James Taylor mode of the 70s. And yeah. um, he took, uh, he took Bad Fingers um, without you to number one. He did a cover. So he, he had a major career. In fact, uh, when the Beatles, in the late 60s were interviewed about their favorite American artist. All four of them uh, said Harry Nilsson and he collaborated with them. He he John Lennon produced one of his albums. Uh, he was part of that famous uh, Hollywood vampire drinking club, which was like Harry and Ringo and uh, Mickey Dolan's and, and I think. Lennon, Mickey Dolan's. And um, you can tell that this was. This was like so many ideas uh, birthed on cocaine, uh, probably what they thought was a great idea at the time. Well, and they had a hit previously in 71, both Ringo and him collaborated Mm -hmm. to do that animated movie called The Point. Right. Was done in the same style as Yellow Submarine. It was that kind of psychedelic musical kind of feel. Uh, that's a movie that I love when watching it. It has a political, it has a social, con- socially conscious message. Let's put it that way. That still um, resonates. Yeah, and it resonates, and that's something that's timeless. So they had come off of that, and, and it was I guess critically like, acclaimed. You know, horror. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we can't miss now, can we? <laughs> And and, and maybe I'm not one to judge because of the times or whatever, but like Harry Nilsson, brilliant guy, amazing musician, like undeniably talented, but like isn't a movie star by any stretch. Like he and maybe this is maybe this is the look they were going for. But like he the entire time he has the charisma of a guy who sleeps in a box. 
Like, like there's no, <laughs> like there was just nothing to him. He's not a good looking guy. As far as I can tell, it just, he just doesn't. Uh, it, it, and like everybody else had that British accent. Cause either they were British or they're putting it on. And like the, his one assistant has this like posh British dude. He's like, you know, your journey must've been uh, fatigued you, my master, you know, please, you should retire to your chambers for your needed slumber before the coronation. And he's like, thanks, Brian. <laughs> Like it's just, he doesn't even like, come on, man. Yeah. He, well, I mean, something. first of all, you know, he was treated because he is a redheaded stepchild. You know, so <laughs> of course they were like, you're no Dracula. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't he, know why you're being coronated. That's why Baron Frankenstein is like, yo, I should be doing this. This guy wants to, you know, he wants to jump to the other side of the netherworld. And we don't want that. So. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is crazy to me because, um, uh, countdown doesn't want to be the ruler of the Neverworld. Yeah. Nope. Baron von Frankenstein does. It seems like this movie should have had a very easy resolution. <laughs> yeah. But Merlin handed over. Yeah. Merlin was just he he had to he had to get countdown to to be the leader of the Neverworld. Uh, I found the uh so then there so to spoiler alert coming up here, but uh so because Countdown, Son of Dracula, played by Harry doesn't want to be the next coronated king of the netherworld. He wants to have a mortal life. He doesn't want to be emo immortal. He wants to be mortal and hang out with the human chick. And uh, so there's a certain operation that has to be done with some sort of radioactive fluid of some sort or whatever. And there's this kind of weird hospital that they go to that have these oil drums all over the hallways. <laughs> yeah. And, operations you do literally just leave a body at the entrance of an operating room like next and they just pull someone in for some reason <laughs> look i don't know what the healthcare system is in england but man that's like a jiffy lube that's yeah. van it helsing's, is definitely a jiffy lube that's van helsing's lair no or in in the movie just in the context like i'm just well is it because like hot like ambulances were going there? See, because I think that was the other place. The remember they went to the hospital. Oh, like, to Frankenstein yeah. and yeah. Igor, Some sort of radioactive stuff to bring back to the layer for the operation. But it was just this weird kind of chase scene that was very Benny Hill like. Yes, it was. Oh. It's like you. And I think I thought saw it very Ben Hill because it was like the cop, quote unquote, cop stopped him at one point and you saw that the motorcycle guys or Frankenstein stole the stuff out of the back of the ambulance. And it's kind of like I think they were shooting for funny at some points. Like there were some moments that it was like, oh, here's going to be a gag. But they just didn't sell the gag. At, so flat. At yeah. So no. I did. I did like when um, when uh, countdown, you know, he 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 says. He wants Do you guys to get a chill every time somebody says that name, <laughs> by the way? Just to, uh, he, he, says, he says that, you know, he, he wants to go ahead with the uh, radiation, uh, the, the wait, I have it in my note, the, the radiation transfusion. And he's told <laughs> he's told that there's only two places in the entire world that do them. But luckily, mm -hmm. one of them's down the street. <laughs> it was right there in London and he still had time to go to the bar and jam and, and play like they were like, yeah, like tomorrow you, you, we have 24 hours to figure out how to get you in there. He, they, they had to like break him in for the transfusion. And right. instead of hatching a plot, he, he went to the bar to, to play jump into the fire by the way the drummer switches to from the musical scene so the first time you see uh the countdown band john bonham is behind the drums and the second time they have keith moon with no explanation right. they're playing jump into the fire which isn't known for its since and keith moon is playing like keith moon like bashing and oh he's yeah. crashing the cymbals there's no cymbals in the song like <laughs> you hear <laughs> Um, it was definitely uh, funny because I then just out of nerddom as uh, when does a vamp, I guess the vampire like sends a bat to his friends and like, hey, we're going to jam tonight, right? <laughs> Come to my grave and we'll set up the equipment and we'll jam, man. Like, are they also vampires? Like, you know, how does that work? They're they're they 
there's not a lot of explanation given to to these scenes. I don't know. I don't know if the few times that it cut out and went to blue, if that's when they explained everything. Uh, <laughs> it was the drugs, man. The drugs yeah. were so much better back then. The I guess. VHS was it, sparing us. The, mean, meanwhile, but um, we should also mention. So, the, the, by the way, yeah, yeah, the VHS was yeah, like you said, Kahuna sparing it. It's like it's like I think every once in a while I thought there was special effects. But it was just whoever taped this mom was just using the blender at that point. <laughs> she was vacuuming. Like, that's, yeah. like ooh, how'd it they do that? Switch. <laughs> it did switch to as if it was being taped over something that had been taped. Yes. Like there were some fading yeah. in of something, like yes. a football yeah. game or something. Yeah. It was weird. Just an old episode of Dukes of Hazard. You just see Boss Hog just for a second. <laughs> so the the movie is shot and wrapped in 1972. It's not released until 1974 because they can't find distribution. I wonder why. Well, one theory they had was that the dialogue wasn't sharp enough. So what? Do you think so? What they did was <laughs> they brought the cast back. A year or two later and had them and, and they they had different screenwriters tackle the script and um, write up some new dialogue. And instead of reshooting scenes, they just overdubbed. They just dubbed over in English. They dubbed over English speaking actors in English. So it, it was their voices. But you can tell that they were not like the words that you heard were not the words coming out of their mouth. For about oh. half the movie. And then the other half, it just switched. But it's like they almost got there. It was like, you know what? Fuck it. It seems silly to to dub over Ringo Starr with Ringo Starr. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and then the, I saw that the one guy, uh, I think it's Dennis Price, the guy who played Van Helsing, he died in 73. So he died before it was even supposed to be released. Well, he probably right. died of embarrassment. <laughs> I dodged a bullet there. Yeah. <laughs> investigated for suicide <laughs> you know what sucks about this though is that like it has Every, it, everything kahuna every, everything everything but it's also frustrating because it's one of those things that like we were talking about earlier where it's like a year later rocky horror comes out and this movie was just at the mark it's like this movie has the potential to do something really cool but it just isn't there with this one it's, it's yeah. not it's not a terrible plot it's not a terrible premise Um, I I think they could have tweaked that the son of Dracula doesn't want his powers because he just wants to hang out in bars. It's like it's like Chip Chip texted me yesterday. He's like, oh, Harry Nilsson doesn't want to be the son of Dracula because he just wants to act like Harry Nilsson. Like, yeah, he just wanted his regular job. And then there was like a mild love interest. It was I think it was supposed to be like this great epic romance. But he just he banged some white lady named Amber and was (laughs) like it's sort of. And then and then he decides he wants to give up his powers for her. It's sort of um, it was like the plot of Superman 2, just not as well executed. Right. It's it's also just if Ringo has anything to do with this, he's just getting his frustrations out. It's literally the king of the netherworld got Yoko'd out of the netherworld. Like that's, <laughs> he just meets a chick and was like, I'm out. I'm done. Right. Yeah. That's pretty much it. It's the it's someone who there's generations of families that have gone through the family business. And then finally, the, the newest generation goes, you know what? I'm just not into the sucking of blood and living at night and maybe, you know, <laughs> being scalded by the sun. I'd like to see some daylight once in a while, Pop. Well, yeah. Yeah, you, so, uh, you know, it's they have when they're like, oh, they have a scene where he wakes up and the the bedroom windows are open and sunlight's pouring through the windows. And he, ha- he has to sneak over to the wall to yank the curtain shut. And mm-hmm. I was like, you're still leaving the curtains open at night, huh? Yeah. Like they, they're still. <laughs> well, that, that was Brian. Brian's job was to get up and close those doors. Yeah, I, I, I think Brian was in on this trying to. He wanted to to jump in on this, by the way. And by the way, what was the thing? And I don't I'm not super uh, versed on vampire lore. What was the thing with throwing the dirt in the casket before he went to sleep? Is that a, is that uh, well, a thing? Yeah. Uh, vampires. Uh, the lore is vampires must sleep in the dirt of the soil that they were buried with. OK, uh, So whatever dirt was around your casket, you throw it in there. Okay. And some sort of weird vampiric connection, just like stuffing the garlic in the mouth of the original Count Dracula. Yeah. Is, is all the soul, the evil soul doesn't jump out of it as well. Okay. So. 
By the way, I was also surprised. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I always thought Dracula was like a last name. So that this is well, yeah. count yeah. down. Like, wouldn't he, yeah, wouldn't he just be also count Dracula? Yeah. Like where, like, where did down, down but, but, Dracula? <laughs> as, a, as a filmmaker, uh, when you have a pun that good, <laughs> it supersedes the plot. Because it, it's, Ken, I don't know if you realize, I don't know if you get this. It's count down. Like countdown, yeah. Like a, like a countdown. Yes. <laughs> His name is Count Down. So when you say it, when you say it together, it sounds like countdown. Yes. Right. And it's because like, they're it's, both, it's the height of comedy. Yeah. They're plus they're both musicians, and so normally you would say, "Well, man, this is a four count. So ready on the count four. <laughs> like, so four count just wouldn't have sound well. Like ah, yeah. four counts. Good to see you, sir. Yes. Right. And Ringo even uh, emphasize like Ringo even pronounces it like a countdown. He's like, oh, yes. come on up, countdown. Countdown. You, you think it would be like, hey, count down. Like you would emphasize the the last name a little bit, but Ringo doesn't even try to hide the fact that that this was. And I, I still don't think you're getting it. I just want to explain. <laughs> His name is Count Down. So it's like countdown, right? Like if you say a countdown. I Wait, just want to. I just want you to understand. You know how what? Funny that is. You know what? You know what threw me off the trail. Is that down is spelled D O W N E? E. Yeah. yeah. So that E, which, by the way, you have no idea of knowing as you watch the movie that uh, it's it's spelled with an E. So I Damn think bruised. that's that's what threw me off. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. But by the way, one of my favorite things too at the beginning of the oh, again they're trying to be funny. When at one point when I think it it might have been Van Helsing was like, oh, I don't want to have this contemporary or whatever, and then the text comes up with a question mark. Were they trying to be funny? Did you notice that? Uh, we're like the two. It's I think it was like Van Helsing and uh, Frankenstein were like having that very passive aggressive as they did the entire time, that like passive aggressive thing. And he's like, I don't want to have a bad contemporary. And then like the word contemporary came up with like a question mark on, I'll have to look back to see where it is. It's the most bizarre thing. Cause every once in a while there would be text like, and I also thought it was, and I don't think this was meant to be funny at all, but I thought it was the funniest thing in the movie was at the beginning. It was like, you know, Dracula's castle, 1800s. And then it was like present day. And then a few minutes later, it just says Merlin's house. <laughs> it's just like, and it's just like Merlin in a house. Like, it's just like, Oh, here I yeah. am. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just, it's also, uh, yeah. It's just Ringo in a rented house in a wizard costume. Yeah, it's yes. I it's his house. I'm sorry. I do want to say um, the the assassin is the worst assassin I have ever encountered in film because he kind of missed the coffin with the next generation in it. But he kills yeah. he kills Dracula, misses the mark on the family legacy part. Mm -hmm. so. Right, because the audience doesn't realize the um, they show the beginning of Count Dracula, the original Vlad Dracula, being staked in his coffin uh, with the assistance of a little person uh, and someone else who has a big gaudy ring, which then the camera zooms in on the ring. Right. And then it flashes forward to modern day. And at one point in modern day, they zoom in again to where who else is wearing that ring. Uh, to just in case the drugs were starting to kick really heavy later in the film uh, that you can remember. Oh, right, man. That was the same ring on the first dude. <laughs> 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 like, I was like, thanks for the assist, brother. <laughs> oh, my God. This movie. This freaking movie. I read. I read. Good movie. Listen, I would put this on my big TV at a Halloween party and just let it run. Yes, Have your party. Let it run in the background. It has songs that'll pop up and even one that you'll go, hey, I know that song. Mm -hmm. This is a great wallpaper movie. I mean, I think it really does set, I think it sets a great Halloween tone because I'm such a fan of that like gritty early 70s kind of feel like I would I would have that in the background all the time that 100%. It almost right. felt like they were going for that, but then just decided it would be easier to say, nah, fuck it. Yeah. 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 Like they could have just done that. Like it's just been a 90 minute video, you know, like a music video. Uh, by I, the way, if you guys. Gonna, go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead. 
I was like, we're all here. Halloween's coming up, man. Why don't we do some sort of film? Francis, bring your camera. I'll go down to the party store, get myself a Merlin thing, and uh, I don't know, we'll see what happens. Give, give Frampton a call. Give John Bonham a call. Ooh, and if John's not a call, Keith, if they both say yes, we'll do one. <laughs> We'll have a big old bet. I'll order a truckload of drugs. It'll all be good, man. I'll get a couple of birds. We'll get an old man with a funky, you know, uh, hearse, and uh, we'll have some fun, right? <laughs> my my favorite early seventies touch was the um was the car phone. Did you guys happen to catch the car? Oh, the car phone, the, the flip phone, the rotor, yeah, kind of the rotary the big, limousine car phone. Yeah, yeah, with the so big uh, with the big antenna on the roof. Uh, but by the way, I just, I just, I just put in the chat for you guys. Maybe we can play. I don't know if we attach it to the, uh, when we post this episode, but, uh, also from 1974, there is something called, it's a 13 minute movie called the haunted mouth that I, (laughs) one of my favorite things in recorded history, uh, little background, Brian, I, I used to be a fourth grade teacher. I taught fourth grade for a bunch of years. Once a year, a local dentist would from, from the town would come in and do like a free talk, you know, like to the kids about oral hygiene. And And he would show this 13 minute movie. When I first started teaching, he still had it on reel to reel. And then he had turned changed to DVD. Uh, it's a 13 minute movie that scares children into eating right and brushing their teeth and doing oral hygiene. And the haunted mouth is it portrayed by it's B plaque for bacterial plaque. And he's this invisible because black pack plaque is kind of invisible, but it's going to kill you. It's voiced by none other than Cesar Romero from uh, the Joker from Batman. Mm-hmm. And he's in, you never see Cesar Romero because he's invisible. So it's that thing where it's this haunted match thing. You see the, he's like sitting in the chair, it's moving, but it's all, and it goes on for 13 minutes. And he's, it's one of the scariest things that a child can see. And it scares them into uh, uh, brushing their teeth. And it's, it's one of my, it's terrible and dumb. And it's one of my favorite things. 13 minute, uh, the haunted mouth. It's on YouTube. If anybody anybody wants to watch it, highly recommend. Does he ever do the Joker? tackled <laughs> oh, 100% does I mean it's it's a it's a bit different uh, type of laugh because he's you know yeah. he's in character as plaque uh, yeah. so he does the plaque, plaque laugh plaque but it, has it a is different laugh, fairly obviously. similar yeah yeah well this so, was uh, son of son of Dracula is also good to scare kids off drugs like <laughs> it really is do you think at one point like, as they were watching the dailies like Ringo just turned to Harry and was like you know we could have just ordered a bunch of drugs instead yeah. Like they could like they we could have just had a Halloween party and done drugs. We didn't have to I film think that's this. what this was. I, I don't think they realized they made a movie. I think it was Francis who's like, I think we got a movie. <laughs> <laughs> this this movie is so bad I heard that Pete Best actually passed on it. He was supposed <laughs> <laughs> He was supposed to be the original Merlin and then Ringo took over. According to Ken, Ken, let me explain this one more time. It's countdown. <laughs> okay, so. Well, it's a play on the word countdown. Freaking, uh, you know, not for nothing. This movie really has the potential to be like the next midnight screening phenomenon, it, like it, the room and stuff like that. If there was yeah. just a better copy, easily. Mm-hmm. If you, it's available on YouTube, everybody, by the way, if you want to see it, it's free. Just watch it. It's been up there about seven years. So Ringo's people are like, take that down, you know, um, so you can see it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but that's down if spelled with comments, an e. If you read the comments and even on the IMDb post about it, people are like, Ringo, could you please just please release a, you know, a DVD of this, please. Like people, there are fans to love the ridiculousness of it. There's a lot of films that we'll, you'll watch that you just love how ridiculously bad it is. You know, that guy, Wiesel, who makes The Room, that's another crazy, mm-hmm. stupid movie, but people love watching it for the ridiculousness of it. Um, this is one of those type of movies. Uh, and like I said, if you did the magnetic word puzzle on your fridge and had <laughs> all these stars on it, and then you just had like horror, Dracula stuff. You're like, ooh, I'd like to see what happens with this. And then you go, ooh, I wish I didn't see this. <laughs> yeah. You can't look away, though. It's, it's like a car crash. You just, you're like, what's next? Where are they going with this? 
It's, and, and, it, and it does have all the ingredients. Like it, it has everything you want. It has, you know, it would be like if the room, if you watch the room today that starred like Jay-Z, Bono, Britney <laughs> Spears, you're like, like that would be, and you're like, oh, I completely watched that. Is that, right. is that Jay-Z? Yeah. And I defy, I defy anybody since 74 who've seen this film. You could even call me if you've been in the film. <laughs> Tell me what Merlin was explaining about whatever was going on on that screen. <laughs> what was he waiting for? Conjunction. What the fuck does that have to do with a vampire? Like they, Every time they cut to him in the book, I'm like, you might as well just went gobbly gook, gobbly gook, gobbly gook. Yeah. Cuckoo, you know, like literally, <laughs> that's all I was waiting for because there was no sense to any of those scenes. I can, pro- yeah. I can, and like pro- at one point, he's like, Oh, go ahead. No, go. I was just gonna say, I could promise you this much. It made sense to them at the time when they were coked, when they were coked to the gills, they were like, Everybody's gonna get this man. I don't think, I don't think coke was the drug because early 70s was not coke it was later uh, from what i was told um and so uh i think it was more like mushrooms and acid and that kind of vibe to it i don't think this cuz coke the movie would have moved a lot quicker yeah if you if you go <laughs> you would have been like you know i don't, i don't i don't i don't think i want to be dracula yeah no i don't, don't want to do it hey you know we should get married i should be a human hey come on Dennis. what the hell we should do this hey i got a jam and then the songs would be all like like bonham maybe bonham was on coke that that yeah. I would believe. Mm-hmm. He oh played like he was on coke. But everybody else was just like chilling. Yeah. You know, along. And by the way, you you would have thought that at some point Ringo would have jumped on the drums. But no. but he but he never does. Like I I don't know if this was his auteur moment where he's like, well, I'm past that. Well, remember in the beginning of the film where they're showing him in the city of London mm-hmm. or wherever it was, and they're showing all the Coca-Cola neon, like the fast times of now we're modern times. Look, neon and stuff. Yeah. Like that. And it was just those the drum music, fills. The, yeah, it was just a drum thing the entire time. I'm like, well, that's got to be because I didn't know Bonham and uh, Moon were in the band, so to speak. Uh, so I just thought it was Ringo that entire time, which it could have been mm-hmm. to doing the soundtrack part of the, you know, the overlay of the of the those scenes. I was like, that's an interesting choice. Just making it nothing but drums the entire time. But Ring yeah. star produced movie. Not yeah, for- let it let it roll. Let the let the drums roll. Also, by the way, there is something inherently creepy that I do love about whenever it was Merlin's scene when you'd hear that like space computer kind of beep, boop, 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 yeah. Yeah. It, with the echo. Would it for would it? I don't know what it reminds me of as a child, but it really freaks me out, and I kind of love it. It's very spooky. They did hit the mark on that. <laughs> you were probably molested by a robot, and you just blacked it out. That's what it was. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> you know, honestly, this movie has the 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 pickings of like what happened to the original Little Shop of Horrors because the Little Shop of Horrors was originally a movie made in the '60s in in like two days. And then someone turned that into an off-Broadway show. And then they turned that off-Broadway show into the big Little Shop of Horrors 80s movie that we know and love. I think if someone did something similar with this movie, you could have a we could have a dope Son of Dracula yeah, movie you in know, a couple of yeah. years. That, that's a good point, because I think where Hollywood misses the mark is they remake successful popular movies. And you mm-hmm. and it's, they're just never going to compare to the original. What they should be doing is remaking little scene movies with great premises that yeah. that didn't pan out and that nobody saw for some reason. Right. Like if you, flipping a crappy house on your block. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, could you imagine doing a uh, uh, like an all female version of Son of Dracula? Nobody's going to be like, you just ruined my childhood. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. Nobody's right. going to do that. Yeah. Look at these two. Oh my God! Look at Ringo Starr. Like it's just. It's, Who would you cast in a modern Son of Dracula? If we're, it ke- if to we're be keeping it to rock and roll themed, yeah. uh, that's a good question. Like um, Chris Martin from Coldplay. Dave Grohl oh, no, plays Ed, Merlin. Who's, what's his, the Ed? The Ed guy. That's what he looks like. Ed uh, British. Sheeran? Isn't he a British guy? Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And then I think it would just be Ringo as Ringo, right? Just like let him grow out the beard. <laughs> That's what I would do. I was saying Dave Grohl is Merlin, but I think that works. Okay, too. I could see that. By the way, uh, uh, once again, spoiler alert, at the end, which I thought it was weird that Frankenstein the whole time was the bad guy. 
and Van Helsing was kind of the good guy, but Van Helsing's the guy that, you know, is he, to, he, is, he's the one that the knows murder. how to do the operation. Van Helsing. Right. He's the one that can defang. Yes. Uh, which, by the way, just appeared to all they did was stick a bunch of gauze in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And then when they took it out, there was no fangs. Yeah. Doesn't seem too scary. I mean, it's, it's a, like it's a commentary a on nuclear energy, man, because yeah. we don't want to be using that in, in our history. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love the reasoning of this movie. <laughs> I, I think one of the I think a, a great scene would have been it would have been such a great move. And I'm, I'm really sad when again, spoiler alert, when Van Helsing. Uh, says, I think, goodbye to the woman or whoever. And he's like, uh, and then he go- he wheels himself in the wheelchair behind the curtain. And then he comes out as Merlin and you realize he was Merlin the whole time. I read that, right? I think that's what he did. <laughs> and he like comes out instead of coming out in the wheelchair as Merlin. And you're like, oh my God, it was Merlin the whole time. It just comes out and it's just Ringo. And he's like, hey guys, it's me, Ray. It's been me, Ringo, the whole time. That, that would have been my favorite. It's been me all along. Yeah. And I wouldn't have gotten away with it if it weren't for you, Harry fucking Nielsen. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Harry Nielsen being Harry Nielsen, didn't you get the idea? Because there was all those musical scenes were were sort of just drunken jams. Didn't you get the idea that he really didn't want to be a vampire just so he could day drink? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I, I I think that's every Englishman's dream is to, can I just get rid of this job and just drink? And by the way, everybody, like, they were like, so he's like, hey, I, I think I I think I want to be a human. Like my mom. Oh, that was another plot point. So he's the son of a human lady. So Dracula knocked up uh, uh, apparently some lady from California because he's got he's got the perfect American act. He didn't he didn't go for an accent in this. No. Um, it's like when Tom Cruise made that Nazi, but like when Tom Cruise played the Nazi, but talked like Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that risky business? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just slide, just sliding like goose stepping uh, like across the living room in a socks. Yeah. <laughs> but to be honest with you, a Nazi movie titled Risky Business, it kind of works. That does, it kinda it does. does make sense. There's the, there's the next remake. Um. I I completely lost my train of thought, which is I'm sorry, a, which is appropriate for you. You were talking about uh, Harry Nielsen, the mom who was from California. Yeah, he was part human. Yeah, and he he I think he just wanted to to day drink. You also think that Van Helsing would have been a little more freaked out after battling Dracula all those times to just be like, oh sure, I'll I'll hang out with his son. I'm sure nothing bad could possibly happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. he's assisting him to get away from vampirism, which so that's what sense. he was trying to do. I mean, in the original kind of lore, Dr. Von Helsing was an expert in people who were victims of a vampire and trying to save them from, and their, the damnation of their soul from becoming a vampire. So with the assistance of uh, Dr. Van Helsing to become mortal and not a vampire. Oh, that's, I, what, that's what I wanted to touch on. You just remind kind of. Yeah, everybody, he is told like, hey, you know, you're going to become mortal, right? Like, you know, you won't live forever as if he hasn't given it any thought. But they, he is told that like no less than 500 times. Every time he says to someone, it's like, oh, I'm thinking of becoming human. They're like, oh, you, you know, you won't be mortal, right? Like, you know, you're going to you're going to die. We don't know when you're going to die, but you're going to die someday. And yeah. Then, I mean, yeah. the mummies, the mummies, 300 birthday is 15 years from now. Smash. There was. The, yeah. So also we, we should probably touch on the costumes because they they it, it looked like everything was bought at a drugstore like discount bin. It looked like the the wardrobe was bought on November 1st at half price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's like the, the Halloween costume I wore when I was four, like yeah. the Frankenstein. It was just like a, a plastic smock that said yes. Frankenstein yes. with the Frankenstein with the, mask with the, with the rubber mask. band on it. Yeah. 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 The, the Wolfman mask, it literally, the, the Wolfman is, it just looks like a rubber mask and the guy's like got perfectly quaffed hair and it's just mm-hmm. like Teen Wolf put more effort into, uh, into much making, more. Yeah, much more. And by the way, wait, what was the deal with that museum? And uh, OK, was it also 
did I was I just seeing this wrong? Or was it just the bad quality of the tape? I feel like every time they flash to like a name plate or like the plate was like museum of whatever, it was always too dark to read. Like I could only read half of it. Did you guys get that? Or maybe it was just my TV. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if that was due to the quality of how this was recorded on that VHS tape that that was fading out from time to time. But yeah, mm-hmm. there was those kind of like what where Institute of what? I can't yeah, yeah. It, okay, okay, good. That was that was weird. Oh. And it was supposed to be a museum, right? But it was like more like a monster zoo. Like, like, were those things supposed to be alive or were they not supposed to be alive? Because like, it was it a secret that they were alive? Like, I didn't understand. Like, he, it was this front for the netherworld, I guess. Right. That was this museum that Van Helsing or. Was it a museum by. or was it a like you said, was it cages? Because they were behind bars. bars. And, yeah. And if that's Frankenstein, if that's Baron Frankenstein and that's his creation downstairs, mm-hmm who was always laying on the table. And every time someone walked by, he just gave that look like, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it. Did we, uh, did we touch on when Harry Nielsen transforms into a bat? Oh, yeah. 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 Now that, that was um, not the scariest uh, monster transformation I've seen on film. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, I don't understand what happened. Like, what he couldn't perform, and so it's like, oh, I can't get it up. I don't have enough blood, and had to leave. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. He, but uh, he turned into like a rubber bat. Yes, mm-hmm. you could, you could like see the strings. There was just like a puff of smoke, and then there was a rubber bat there, and then it would have been a lot better if the rubber bat had like a like a a. a a blonde quaffed wig on it. Yeah. Right. Like, I think so, just so, so you would like see Harry. that or like that, that, like, you know, like the big alcoholic nose that, that he yeah. sports <laughs> right <laughs> throughout the movie. <laughs> Brian, uh, you're, you're an actor and, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes, you know, things look good on paper. You know, I know they, they, they can't make a good movie out of a bad script. Uh, sometimes you, you, you think you're, you're going to be in something great and it's, it's not how it turns out. Do you, have you ever been in anything this bad? Um, I wouldn't say this bad. Um, you, you were in a movie where I, you were raped by a clown and yeah, it, it was, and it's it, beloved. It, yes. <laughs> beloved. It was a solid not, movie. By, by the I, way, I love that movie. Yeah. By the way, I'm the clown. Oh, right. Right. I'm the clown yeah. that gets raped. Um, and that's a very good movie. And uh, I put a lot of work into that. And so um, uh, with that being said, th- there are times where you'll see something sent to you and you're like, all right, this has got an interesting concept. And you wonder where it's going to go. And sometimes you'll be like, okay, th- this didn't really work out. Like the potential was there, but the execution was wrong. It's kind of like every Sunday when the Jets take the field, they had a plan, but the execution was horribly wrong and you're being booed by thousands of people. Fortunately, in film, that doesn't happen. You're safe at home after filming the film and you don't hear the boos. You just get berated on the internet. Um, So there's times you just take the check. Like the offensive line of Jets, they're just taking a check. Yeah. Well, I think that that should have been that would have been a good like subtitle, like Son of Dracula taking the check. Yeah, that was it. It also have a lot of of drugs. And here we go. Yeah, it it looked like it looked like the checks went to the drug dealers. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure that was a big. Yeah, that, that was a big expense on there. Yeah, that's see, that's the movie that I would have killed. To have seen a behind the scenes documentary of the making of. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the one where like, yo, the movie awful. You mm-hmm. got to see the behind the scenes documentary about how that awful movie got made. Uh, that's the type of thing. Like there was the interesting story. Yes. How yeah. the fuck did you get all of these people together who were at the heights of their rock and roll career uh, get access to all these fun props and locations and goofiness and just 
who was the diva who was the dude we could never wake up who was the dude that said yeah that looks good on you ringo like i want to know who is responsible for a lot of that no. yeah it looked yeah. like there was probably a lot of multiple hat wearing in this movie like whoever was in charge of costumes crew was probably, very small if you yeah. look at the credits like they go by quick yes yeah they did they were like where where uh wardrobe uh where we're we're writing the script also where assistant director will run out and get you coffee well, I right. mean, the only one who would have these stories now is Ringo. He's literally the only one still alive. Oh, yes. is that true? Right. That's I, right. Peter. I think we gone. need to get him. Yeah. yeah. Bobby. The writer's right. gone. The director's gone. Harry's gone. Freddie Jones. Everybody right. is gone except Ringo. Mm-hmm. Chip, email Ringo and tell okay, him. I'll, and tell let me him. get him on the horn. Yeah. Let me get my, my rotary flip phone <laughs> in my in my car real quick. I'll call him. Tell him we have some questions about this. We won't ask about the Beatles. We know he doesn't like that, but we do have some Listen, questions have, about this movie. Have your connections up at Mohegan Sun. Contact Ringo. <laughs> They'll think, oh, this is about oh. playing the Mohegan Sun. Oh, oh. She'll take the call. And then be like, hey, we just wanted to know. We'd love to have you down in front of a full audience. And we'd love for you to do a Q&A after we screen this movie. What do you say, boss? Come on. I think there's some viability to it. Ringo's got to be tired about talking about the Beatles. Right. right. I mean, we're not going to talk Beatles, sir. If he literally just went on tour, did a road show of just screenings of this and just do it for like three months, start in September, go to the end of November and just do this. And he would kill. He would fill every house. They would screen this movie and then they'd be like, what was it? And he'd be like. Gotta hand it to you. Was a lot of drugs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. He'd be like, he'd be like, any questions after that? And like every hand in the auditorium would shoot yes, up. Yes, we took drugs. And then all comes up. No hands comes up. Right. Any questions besides what the fuck were we thinking? <laughs> uh, did you get the costume at the Spirit Halloween shop? Just curious. Brian, is it like I was th- I was thinking about you watching this because pretty much every movie you've been in has been way more successful than Ringo Starr's Passion Project. So is that is that weird? Like, do you walk around like with uh, with a bit of an ego? Like, yeah, I've been every movie I've been in is better than than Ringo's horse shit. I'm I'm going to lord over Ringo, a billion (laughs) album selling part of a pantheon band that had set the standard for almost every other rock and roll band uh, that came after them. Uh, Yeah, no, Uh, you know, we all fall and we all have fun, you know, have fumble. But at the same time, look at us. Here it is. 73. And we're here in 2021 still talking about the movie. Mm-hmm. I kind of know about people who like a movie for weird reasons and still want to talk about it. Yeah. Right. Later. <laughs> oh, man. Um, That's very true. Do very you true. want to, uh, I think we got to wrap up in a minute or two, but do you want to, uh, you want to tell the people a little about clerks three and what to expect? Sure. So Clerks 3 uh, is the sequel to Clerks 2. Um, we're such really we're good. Eventually, we'll get to our numbers and letters after that. <laughs> uh, the, once again, uh, Dante and Randall, uh, where they are in their life now and the surrounding cast of characters that we had surrounded ourselves, including uh, Elias, played by Trevor Furman and some new people and uh, Rosario Dawson who played Becky, my girlfriend in uh, or my fiance then at the end of that movie. Uh, and Kevin's kind of passion piece of where these guys are now. Um, we're looking for a release date next year of some point, either spring or summer of next year. I know Kevin has screened it for certain people already. Uh, his first cut of the film. Um, and then they will be tweaking and soundtracking and all this other stuff. And then the marketing team at Lionsgate's it gets it. And then, says this is how we're going to market it we're going to have one of you guys say something completely inappropriate and then people are going to be like what you're going to be canceled and then be like well i gotta see why we're canceling him and then we'll make millions um <laughs> yeah. so uh that's that's all i can say about it i had a blast doing it we shot it uh all in new jersey um the entire film this time a majority of it at the original quick stop uh groceries right there in leonardo new jersey still there go there and you'll 
have everybody saying the very common phrase that everybody knows. Holy shit, this is really small. Yes. <laughs> um, and I, goes, so you're you're at Lionsgate. Did something bad happen with Miramax? Oh, good Lord. Uh, well, Miramax, Miramax was sold to Disney and then a hedge firm bought it after that. Uh, but the Weinstein Company that then produced Clerks 2, there's a little trouble brewing back up there. Uh, so uh, someone's... Uh, well, we'll have to look for that news to come out. Yeah, he's in state housing, from what I've been told. <laughs> I heard he's going to be turned into a human soon. <laughs> they've, they've defanged him. Yeah. <laughs> can you Definitely can you tell us? Is it? Uh, I don't want to give away too much. Is it true that Kahuna steals the entire movie? <laughs> My very brief. Yeah, let's cameo. just put it this way: he fills the entire screen. <laughs> can't miss him once you cannot miss him oh my god well uh, brian did you did you have fun today i'm oh, sorry i'm sorry we made yeah. you watch when we have you back next time we, we can i promise i won't make you watch anything terrible no not at all i i Diane, my girlfriend, a longtime girlfriend, is a huge Harry Nelson fan. We have the movie The Point, and we have a, quite a few of his best of albums, Harry Nelson. I'm a huge Beatles fan in general. Uh, and so um, watching this and just seeing this kind of weird train wreck of a movie, because I watched it last night, um, was kind of fun and bewilderingly, you know, bewilderingly yeah. funny and, you know, catching the weird things like, oh, my God, I think I just saw two Klansmen just walk in <laughs> and just looking at the film from how are we going to talk about it this morning was kind of like, this is this is funny. And I'm, I'm glad I was uh, how I never knew about this film beforehand, especially someone being a vampire Dracula yeah. lore kind of fan uh is beyond me but now that i know of it oh my god i'm going to pass this around like herpes like it's going to be like <laughs> oh why did you tell oh why did you show me this now i gotta now it's in my head so uh thank you i appreciate you for having me on uh chip thank you so much for uh, having me on as well you yeah guys, thank you uh, thank you so much and you know before we let you go and i really appreciate you sure. doing this too uh, do you have any being a horror fan uh any great like unsung horror movies that you're a big fan of or like terrible horror movies that you think are fun to watch for anybody any suggestions Ooh, putting on the spot here uh terrible horror movies I i'll tell you mine while you think about it, if you want uh also only on YouTube, I think, is a 1985 made for TV horror movie called The Midnight Hour, starring Peter DeLuise, um, uh, LeVar Burton and Sherry Belafonte, among others. Uh, Yo, really I love that movie. Oh, it's one of my favorites. It's so dumb. I was like eight years old when it came out on TV and I was very scared by it. So I think it's great. <laughs> very, very bad movie. But uh, fun fact, you just reminded me that was the main reason LeVar Burton did not get the Jeopardy gig. Sorry, LeVar. Nothing scarier than a made for TV movie. Yeah. Right. Ever, yeah. Once you, yeah. it, like when you hear made for TV or back in the day, it was always called the direct to DVD yeah. or direct to tape, direct to VC, you know, VHS kind of movie. You're like, ah, oh, it just doesn't quite have enough to get in front of actual real people. Um, that type of film. Um, I, I'm on the spot for this one. I mean, there's that's right. There's yeah. so many. There's so many horrible movies that until someone has lit a joint in the room or someone's like, "You'll never guess what I found." Uh, <laughs> that's how I get, and and that's how this was like. It was like, well, I, you know, when Ken was like, "You'll never believe what I'm going to have you watch," and I was like, "Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah." Well, I did. I did light a joint for this, and it it helped none whatsoever. <laughs> That's what people had been saying that older folks say about weed back then and weed now. Totally different. <laughs> Plus the bar. We we are so, I mean, for God's sakes, the movies that we get today with CGI and interworldly and the Marvel movies alone, we are so jaded to what was the bar back then. You know, I bet people back then were like, oh, my God, you see him turn to a bat? Holy shit. <laughs> How do they do that shit? Oh, my God, I'm tripping balls. <laughs> like, I can imagine that that was like, you know, Lucasfilm kind of level technology for them. Yeah. Yeah. 
right. I just wish more people. I, I'm just shocked that I, I've never heard of it before. And uh, I, do I you, just wish. Do you, do you know what I just dug up, by the way? Uh, the, the lady who played the love interest, the lady who played Amber. Amber. Um, she was also she was Elvis Presley's love interest in Blue Hawaii. Really? Hey, she got the she pedigrees. got the king and a beetle. Oh, yes, no. The pedigrees of everybody involved were like. They went on to do amazing things like Brian, the Brian, who was the chauffeur, was in that series Vikings. Like he's gone on to continue to do careers and just, you know, so many, so much amazing stuff. It just fell flat. And that's where when people like like what when they ask me, like, what's important to uh, you know making a film? I go, well, number one. Good catering. Don't fuck up the catering. You got to get everybody well fed and happy because otherwise the rest of the job is miserable. If you want people to work long hours, at least feed them. Uh, second is the writing. It's you can put bad actors with great writing. I'm a prime yes, example. Yeah, of that. I, that's that's that, what, that's again what I was when I told you I was thinking right. about like clerks is. The writing is so amazing. Not not that, you know, not that everyone was without their charms, but it was the writing on that is so good that it was it's almost tough to fuck up. Like you you would have to try to fuck that movie up. Right. Which we we nearly did. And so it's that type of thing. uh, And who knows? Clerks three might be that that. Finally, that shoe finally dropping. Um, and so uh, that that's the type of thing where you got to concentrate on writing. And this is where I think it it just failed. The writing, the concept, like you said, if someone wants to make remake this, this is the perfect bubble of an idea that if you just really laid it out right, could be great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Brian, how can how can people find you? Uh, people can find me personally on these sites, Facebook, Brian C. O'Halloran. I have my own show, The O'Halloran on YouTube and Twitch, Brian C. O'Halloran and Twitter, Brian C. O'Halloran on both Instagram and Twitter. I also have uh, the show itself has its own Facebook, YouTube and Twitter and Instagram account. The O'Halloran. Check it out if you can. Would love to have you follow along. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Chip. Yeah, Anything thank you. And just follow me at, at Chip Chantry. And uh, yeah, and, and thank you, Brian, again, so much for uh, for doing this. Not at all. Thank you guys for having me and uh, good luck on your uh, stand up around the world and the country. I, I look forward to seeing you guys on stage as well. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm mostly just around Monmouth County, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ken, where, where can they find you in Monmouth, Monmouth County? Uh, you can follow me Instagram, Twitter, Ken Krantz Comic, or follow the show uh, at. Uh, on Twitter at rock and roll pod. And we will, uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks everybody. Thanks Kahuna. No problem. Take care. All right.